Welcome to the Osue Ibar podcast. Yes, 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 and yes. Podcast. This is a podcast where we are dedicated to growth. Dedicated to growth. Um, we grow in these areas. We grow spiritually, financially, and in our leadership. So we post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so today is Wednesday, so we're dedicating this time to grow financially. And no better way to grow uh, financially than by hearing from amazing teachers. Uh, you'll hear from people like myself. Uh, but then you'll hear from some another uh, other amazing guests and uh, teachers who have so much experience and wealth of knowledge. Today, uh, we have Jacob Graber, who will be sharing with us. And Jacob is a man, dude. He is not just a man, but he is the man. Uh, he has uh, been the uh, youth or uh, young adults pastor here at Freedom Church. He uh, is a realtor and a great one at that. And... Uh, his story from overcoming different financial challenges to where he's at now is just incredible. And so uh, it's a person you're going to want to really listen to uh, and check out. Also, want to give this disclaimer, uh, as we've been posting uh, on financial growth and just giving some different tools, these are things that we've done for ourselves. Meaning, uh, we are not uh, legal uh, financial uh, advice givers. See, uh, they probably wouldn't even say it like that. But all that to say, um, you should definitely consult uh, your fi- uh, financial counsel uh, with just some of these tools. We're just pretty much just sharing things that we've done for ourselves and what has helped us. And so, again, uh, this is not to be taken as uh, legal or uh, financial uh, advice in that sense. So, anyways, be encouraged uh, and let us know if you have any questions um, and check it out. All right, Jacob, go ahead, man. Give him heaven. Hey, guys. My name is Jacob Graber, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you today. Um, thank you, Josue, for allowing me to be here and share what's on my heart. Um, just really excited to jump in with you guys and st- in the area of finance and start to share some of my um, experience and learning that I've had along the way and also to learn together. We're going we're gonna to unpack some things, and it's going to be awesome. Um, so I'll just start by sharing a little bit about myself, um, cause I think it'll give us a little bit of context as we move forward and just help you understand where I'm coming from. But, uh, I currently live out here in Woodland Park, Colorado. Um, I'm a real estate agent, um, but as a profession youth or young adult pastor as well here in at, uh, Freedom Church. Um, I have a beautiful wife and four boys that are six and under. So my life is full. <laughs> but uh, what I want to share with you guys today, I want to just jump right into it. Um, we, so in order for you to understand kind of where I am now, I'm going to go back three years and just kind of give you guys a testimony and maybe a, um, a way of thinking that actually hindered me in my finances and kind of unpack that for you guys. So um, my wife and I, our journey uh, started about three years ago, um, coming out here to Colorado, um, God called us out here to move from Ohio. And in that point in my life, I had been a service technician or mechanic for Caterpillar heavy equipment for nine years. But when 
God told us to go. It was a matter. We basically packed up all our things in two months and headed out to Colorado. Um, and I don't recommend this, but um, came out here, no job, no, no real um, vision of what we were, what we were actually going to be doing. Um, but during the during the drive, um, our family. We took this drive from Ohio to Colorado. We did it in one shot, no stops. So it was 24-hour drive. And I I was actually driving in the middle of the night and just praying, just asking God because I was a little nervous to be, to be real with you guys. And um, I heard the Lord speak to my heart, and he just said, you will never identify as a mechanic again. So obviously that was, that was a pretty scary thought. Uh, on my end when I heard that because I'm looking in my rearview mirror I see three little boys at that point we added a fourth since being out here but um, three boys and a wife all of them sleeping peacefully in the car and I just I remember thinking Lord what I, I really don't know what that means I don't know um, you know that that was my life that's what I knew um, so as soon as we fast forward you know we get to Colorado and my only real um, thing that I knew to do was to work with my hands. So I applied as a building maintenance technician, um, and worked that job when we first got out here, uh, that lasted about, um, six months to a year, I believe, um, and doing odd jobs in between. But I knew, I, I just kept praying about it. I knew I wasn't in, in what God had for me, but I was still trying to unpack that. You will never identify as a mechanic again and kind of honestly trying to do it my own way but uh as we got going um I, I just heard the lord speak to my heart again one morning and he said what about real estate now at that point real estate was something that had been on my heart ever since i was a kid my grandfather was a real estate agent as well i was always interested in it wanted to be an investor slash agent so just something I never did. I didn't think I could do it. Um, but when I heard the Lord speak that in my heart, I, I eventually, I ended up taking that plunge at that point, um, actually quit my job completely and started on the required classes to get my real estate license. Um, don't know if I recommend that either guys. <laughs> you, uh, if you got a good job and God's calling you somewhere, make sure you hear God, though. And I will say, I did hear God, and he did provide. But um, that definitely, that decision that I made um, came with a lot of challenges because I had literally planned out every single uh, payment that I had, and I knew exactly the day that I had to get done with my real estate courses to get the licensing. Um, but along comes COVID in 2020. So right, right as I'm at the very end of these courses, as I'm, as I'm this close, I mean, just days away from getting it, COVID happens and they shut down all the testing centers. So I, I literally, me and my wife just sat down and we're like, all right, well, God told us to do this. And we just kept plugging forward. But, um, Obviously, in those moments, God was extremely faithful, but it, it came with challenges. I mean, we there was supernatural uh, provision for us during that time. I mean, we should have run out of money. 
three months before we did, but God was faithful. We never missed a single payment. We didn't take out additional debt. I will say it wasn't easy, and we questioned a lot, but we stuck to what God said. Um, but, and guys, the, the finale to that is where I'm at today because of that decision. That the, the silver lining here is that I took that step through the, through the challenges and things like that, um, to do that. And in under a little under three years, basically, um, my business has been up and running. Um, it's been more prosperous, more successful than I, than I even could have imagined. And if I wouldn't have followed God, I just can't imagine where I'd be. But with all this, I say all this to say there was, there was that six months to a year, remember, that I said I was a building maintenance technician. That was me trying to make, <laughs> trying to make things for myself. Had I been listening to God a little sooner, or here's the mindset we want to unpack, is, is money the root of all evil? That was a mindset that was in my mind that really hindered me because I knew, I I've believed that I knew before God spoke that to me, a year later then of living in Colorado after a year, he spoke to me to get into real estate and he had to speak it loud and clear. But I believe if I was listening beforehand, I could have been so much further along and, and been so much, um, done it so much sooner and not had to go through some of the things that I did. But I had this mentality, guys, and it's, it's from 1 Timothy 6.10. And it says, for the love of money, is the root is a root of all kinds of evils that's in the esv but and that's just the first sentence of that verse but that's where i got stuck i was in this place where i believed that the only reason to pursue real estate was was because i was money hungry because i had a um a desire for money and Guys, I believe that this is an idea, a thought for too long in Christianity that has hindered us from money itself being the root of all evil. It's hindered us from pursuing anything to do with money. Like God gives us visions. He gives us dreams. He gives us ideas. And in Deuteronomy 8, it says he gives us the power to get wealth. And with this mentality of money being the root of all evil, we abandon the idea of ever gaining wealth or pursuing anything that might lead to financial blessing, which is for us, but it's also for those that he has called us to bless. So I want to present a new idea or a new way of thinking to you guys. And this is the idea that money is a tool that we, especially as Christians, can utilize to bring God's will to pass and to bring God glory. I think that somehow we've developed this thought that being poor or having less is some kind of a noble selfless idea but i mean come on let's let's stop and think for a second is it more likely that we will spread the gospel to the ends of the earth as jesus has called us to do with no funds or with a surplus of funds and i'm thinking we all know the answer i mean i believe that god's idea for us as believers is for each of us to have an abundance to give to every good work I mean, if we don't have a surplus, how are we going to give where he's called us to give? And when, so, I mean, here you go. When is the last time you've heard a ministry say, you know what? Hey, guys, we got too much money. 
Send a letter out to all of our all of our partners. We got too much money. Don't give to us anymore. We won't know what to do with it. My guess is you probably probably never have and probably never will hear a ministry say that. And that's because, guys, the thing is, no matter how much money we have or how much money is available to us, we will always find a way to utilize it in a godly way for the kingdom. Um, there's there's uh, this mindset that we that we should not have money or money is evil is just a it's it's crippling and really my goal in presenting this to you today is not to just put all the focus on money or all the focus on financial wealth and prosperity and all these things but I hope that I can help you change your attitude toward money so that instead of being dominated or controlled by money you will see that money is your servant and it's a tool that we can use so Let's just dive into scripture real quick and look at 1 Timothy 6.10. And I hit on this, I already read it, but we'll read it again. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. I think that when we read, when we read this, we typically skip over the word love. We, we totally just jump right over it, maybe because we've heard, we've heard sermons or we've heard teachings and we've heard... Um, you know, people say for long enough that money is the root of all evil. So we just kind of go along with it. And this is the same mentality that I had um, when getting into real estate. And I had to fight through that to the point where I was like, no, you know what? Look at what good we can do with the money. So when we take when we take this word love out of the scripture, it totally changes the entire context and meaning of that one sentence. We've read the scripture so many times or heard it spoke so many times that we fail to read it in its entirety. When we remove the word love from this scripture, it changes the focus of the scripture to money or the object, meaning money itself is the root of all kinds of evil. But when we add the word love or just leave it in there, when we leave the word love in there, it changes the entire scripture to not focus on the object of money, but focus on the relationship with money. So we can, now we start to change our focus. So our whole focus changes from the object of money to the relationship we have with money being the root of all evil. So let's, I, I want to take this even a step further because I, I'm not a Greek scholar but we're going to geek on the Greek for a second and get into this. Um, so when I looked this up, because I was curious, I had to unpack this in my mind and solve this in my mind before I could move forward. So guys, I hope this helps. In the Greek, the phrase love of money is one word. It's not you can't separate the two. It's like a compound. So you know how the gospel in the Greek is a number of words put together, one English word. This is actually the opposite. It's a few English words that take that to get the meaning of one Greek word. So, and the word is philarguria. So, I've told you I'm not I'm not a Greek scholar, but it's what it is. So, these multiple English words are one Greek word. So, you cannot separate them. They can't you can't have any of it without you can't have money without the love that comes before that so that's an interesting thing can't separate it it is one word um also this one greek word 
philarguria comes from the word philarguros, which means covetousness. So it's actually, that adds a lot, that added a lot more meaning to that word for me because when you think of love, okay, love, that's something you like, that's something you have affection for, things like that. But when it, when you look at it in this aspect of where a synonym is covetousness, that is the same word that was used in Luke 16, 14 after Jesus taught the parable of the dishonest manager and told and was talking about covetousness there. That's that's a strong word. That means that's a strong desire. This love of money that Paul is referring to is is coveting. It is the deep desire for money. So I mean, guys, this scripture, and that's the root of all evil. Let me back up. That is the root of all evil, the coveting, the deep desire, the thing. And guys, the thing I want to point out here is that the love of money is the root of all evil. It is. This is scripture. This is not. <laughs> it, the, the hunger, the thirst for money in a way that's not healthy is, isn't good for you. It's not going to be great for your relationship with God. It's not going to be. It's going to lead you down the wrong path once you do get it because you will get it. God is a God of increase. I believe if we focus and we pursue something, we're going to get it. But what I really want to just get across to you is the correct relationship with money is hugely important. In my case, going back to my my way of thinking was I was scared of money in a way because of this scripture and a misunderstanding of this scripture. I was, I was actually scared of it. I actually backed down from the opportunity to get into real estate sooner because I was like, nah, the, the money, money's not what I'm after. Money's not what I'm after. And the thing is now that I am pursuing real estate, money's still not the thing that I'm after, guys. It's about it's all about people. It's all about can we serve? And as long as as long as you serve, as long as you have the right relationship with money, you will you will have money, but you will use it in the proper manner. And I just just I can't stress enough, guys, have the correct relationship with money. Don't be a lover of money, but don't run away from money either. Have a correct relationship where money is a tool and you can use it for God's glory. Don't let your lack or abundance of money change yourself or your goals. See how that can go either way. Your lack or your abundance, it can both have a negative effect on you guys. God wants you to have it, money, but always keep it in its proper place. And that's what I have to share, guys. I believe that you guys, with the correct relationship with money, can do great things. And my my three-minute challenge to you guys is going to be to jot down an area where you have wrong thinking. And after you jot that down, take some time to think on that. Take some time to think on how can I change my thinking in that area and then go after it go after that area. My example of real estate, I could have been in real estate a year sooner and who knows where I'd be today. I am where I am, which I'm grateful for and God has blessed me, but God's looking to do more through you guys. He's, he's looking for willing hearts. Amen.